Okay, here's kind of a scary stat. According to the U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 46% of car seats and boosters are used incorrectly. When you have the most precious cargo in those seats, it's imperative that you have them correctly installed and that you're using them properly. Luckily, there are some pretty great resources that exist in every community where you can get your car seat checked and make sure you're traveling with your little ones as safely as possible. And speaking of safety, a mom in Florida is worried about our three-and-a-half-year-old going up and down stairs. Her husband thinks she's overreacting. So when is the right time to let your toddler tackle those stairs all by themselves? I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer Walker. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. And remember, the best decision is the one you make. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Mom's on call. This is Amanda from Tennessee. I have an eight-month-old baby, and I have a car seat question. So we are doing quite a bit of traveling coming up, and my concern is that when she falls asleep in the car seat, that her head hangs down, and it just seems uncomfortable, but it also seems like it could be unsafe, like maybe she can't breathe well, although she always does fine. Um, I've tried to prop up with pillows or maybe a little toy and that may work for a few minutes, but then her head just ends up hanging down while she sleeps. So if there are any um, hints that you might have that could help with that. Thanks so much. Well, uh, listen to that little future caller <laughs> to talk to us. She's telling us all about it. Like, hey, I'm trying to take a nap here, ladies. Come on. But, you know, there you have some good points. We don't want them all hunched over in that car seat and we're taking these long trips and they're, you know, so, so you have a reason to try and figure out how we can help. And sometimes that means trying different car seats because according to what kind of car you have can change the positions of those car seats. So maybe grab another type or two, make sure it's installed correctly. Uh, those are one of the two biggest things that we need to look at. I'll tell you, I love two helpers in this situation. Number one, and and Laura, you know a good bit about this, is going up that fire station. Oh, yep. I'm going to tell you, a firefighter is an excellent friend in this type yeah. of situation. They will install that car seat correctly for you in the vehicle that you have. Um, and the other helper that I like, an outlet. I like to see how much oxygen you're getting and I can put that little thing on your toe and I can tell like, so, you know, if it's going low in the car, it'll go off and I'll know. So that is, you know, they, they have this available for you if you would like to use it. Um, that can tell us for sure. Are we oxygenating? However, a couple of other things where the little chest 
restraint. It should be at the level of the nipples. You shouldn't be able to get more than two fingers in between. And it, it. should be snug. And that snugness mm-hmm. is partly what helps to hold that mm-hmm. chest back, which would yeah. then hopefully help keep that head back as well. Which your fantastic firefighter is going to help you figure out exactly how to do. And um, and that's why I, I love that you asked this question so, so much because it's, if you are seeing that and feeling that, and their heads are so floppy, um, we can. We can use our two helpers to be able to really navigate that um, beautifully and keep everybody safe. And I think everybody, you know, we get these car seats and we know that they, you know, some can cost almost as much as a car. Are they made of gold? <laughs> because I love them. Some, some people are really are. proud of them. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, every single car is different. And so trying different brands may very well be the answer to this so that you can go and do your adventures and have fun. And with car seats, the other little bit of information we'd like for you to have is we want to always have that new for each child. And we don't ever want to use one that has been previously in an accident. So you can't buy it off a like marketplace because you really don't know. Right. And you got to check recalls too anyway. Yes. The CPSC, the Consumer Product Safety Commission.com, CPSC.com. You can get a list of everything. You can put it in there and you can get a list of whatever recalls have happened. So let's check out that car seat. Let's make sure that it is as safe as we can arrange. It's not been in any previous accidents. And then go see your firefighter friends and it's cpsc.gov dot gov mm, i tell you sometimes <laughs> i need a fact checker i got you hi guys this is sabrina from florida i'm a huge fan of your books and podcasts um i was calling to see if i might be overreacting on something with my three and a half year old daughter my husband thinks She is old enough where she can navigate going up and down the stairs by herself, but it makes me super nervous. I insist on being next to her when she goes up and down the stairs. Am I babying her at this point or am I correct for being cautious? Now, admittedly, my younger child took a tumble down the stairs last year and it was kind of my fault. She's fine. Everything's good. Um, It just scared her. But the thought of that happening again horrifies me. Do I just need to relax? Uh, Is it safe to allow my daughter to go up and down the stairs on her own? Really appreciate everything you guys do and appreciate the advice. Thanks. Oh, Sabrina, we have all been there. We've got so many kids in different ages and, you know, everybody's running everywhere. And yes, when when you have one that takes a tumble down those stairs or yourself, takes a tumble down those stairs. It is scary. There is a little bit of fear there. Um, And and the biggest thing that I think we have to look at is like, one, we're not overreacting. This is kind of normal in the situation that you're finding yourself in. And at three and a half, every three and a half year old is different. I have one that could have went up and down those stairs at two years old and never skipped a beat. I have another one that it took till they were five to be able to navigate (laughs) those stairs, right? So I think you have to kind of find that middle ground in this scenario. Um, 
I think a, a couple of things are important. Number one, um, it's good to know not only your, your kids' capabilities, but it's good to know that you can influence how they go up and down the stairs. And so we would always do the bottom style. So we would go up, we'd crawl up, we'd go down, we'd get on our bottom and just scoot down together. And so they got in the habit of doing that. Um, and it was just a much safer way to get up and down the stairs. And you want to train them. So yes, dad has a great point. Like, oh, they're not going to learn if we never let them. Like, well, yeah, but maybe we don't let them learn when they can tumble down 12 stairs, just saying. <laughs> right, know, everybody, right. every household around the globe having the same conversation. Like, oh, they're so, they're fine. And they are, they're pretty spongy and they they do really <laughs> recuperate from things um, rather easily. But we don't feel like a great parent when our kid falls down the stairs. That's not one of our finer moments. Nobody wants to say well, that happened. Right. And I think but it does happen. And it yeah, does. we can we can monitor them and teach them how to go up and down the stairs a little and bit. And I think safer. that's a good point is you know, once you are walking up and down those stairs with her and you start to notice, oh, she's holding the rail. She's walking with one foot on each step as she goes up. Oh, she's holding the rail again. And I'm not having to remind her every single time. That's when you'll start to notice that it's almost a natural letting go of that, of, of that right on top of them at every yeah. single second, right? You start to see, oh, it's been 10 times that she is held on to the rail without being reminded that mm -hmm. she is walking that. What do you call that, Jennifer, when you're putting the one foot? You know what I'm talking about. What do you call that? Oh, no, I love listening to you. What is that called? Walking uh, up the stairs. Walking up the stairs. But there is a, like, you're, you're walking, you're alternating. See, look, y'all. Usually I can read You're your mind. I can't I believe that I didn't. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I am so disappointed. Where your alternating feet on the stairs uh, yeah. instead of taking one step, one step, you know, you're alternating those feet. So when you start to notice that, that's a good indication that she's getting close to being ready to have that freedom. And it is totally fine. If you want to walk behind her every time she goes up the stairs, um, you know, just help her in so much as, you know, if she falls back, your legs are there, you can steady her. And, you know, I think that we all do that to some degree. And the other thing I would say, being a family with a puppy is if you have puppies or kittens, that is, you know, unmonitored stair time when the kitten or the dog is going up and down the stairs, that is when they tend to Trip take them. a tumble. So, yeah. you know, it's just about your kid, your family situation, your comfort level. You each have a point. We can take smaller sets of stairs so that they can learn how to get up and down the stairs when we're going up a nice, you know, flight nine foot flight of stairs and we still feel like oh no i'd like to kind of walk behind just to to be comfortable you're not ruining anybody they'll be fine they're gonna figure out how to do it and so in that way you're both kind of right thank you for listening to the moms on call podcast if you have a question for jennifer and laura call 888-234-7979 Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.